Hey everyone, this is Mike Andy. You're listening to episode 132 of the Business Bootcamp Podcast. A big thank you to our sponsor, LandscapeBusinessCourse.com. That's the course where I teach young entrepreneurs and entrepreneurs of all ages how to start, grow, and scale a massive landscape business in just three short years. Check it out, LandscapeBusinessCourse.com. We have free webinars where I come to you live every single Thursday, so make sure you sign up for that today as well. And so that's that. Okay, now, if you haven't already, you need to listen to episode 131, which I just recorded, which is a special episode that I tell you how to get a free copy of this book right here, which I am showing our live audience on Facebook Live and then YouTube up there. And so it's Millennial Millionaire, the Young Entrepreneur's Guide to Breaking Out of the Middle Class. You can get it free now on businessbootcamppodcast.com and click the book link. All right, so that is that. No strings attached. You just send the email and then I will send you the copy of the book. Now, today we have something very special I don't think has ever happened on the podcast, and that's where I answer two questions from the same person. Uh, I got a lot of questions coming in, and I don't usually uh, answer them uh, back to back and so I don't usually have one person and give them space and time for two two uh, different questions that they've asked but this one was good I think on both ends uh, and so I think you'll learn something from it the first one is going to come from actually both of them are coming from a gentleman by the name of Tufik, uh, Tofik and he contacted me from the podcast, left me this voice note, which we're going to listen to. And then he reached out to me on LinkedIn and had a business idea he wanted to run by me. So, going to address both of those today. Let's first listen to his question that came in on the website. And remember, you can go to businessbootcamppodcast.com and send me a voice note. Just click the, the big button that says leave Mike a voice message. Or you can email me at businessbootcamppodcast at gmail.com, or you can go to the website and just leave me an application thing, and I'll get to it. So without any further delay, I'm going to play for this for you, the live audience. You might not be able to hear this very well, but you'll just have to listen to the podcast. So here we go. Hey, Mike. Uh, this is Tufik, one of your loyal subscribers here, and I was uh, actually just wanting to send a voice message, and I've been postponing this for quite some time now. Um, because I wanted to get the right question out there um, and get the um, appropriate one uh, answered so that I can you know, move on and move forward in what I'm stuck in. So anyway, without further ado, my question to you is, Mike, um, when it comes to generating and leading your sales, and when I say that I mean closing the accounts and, and really really taking a hold of, of what accounts you have um, current and what accounts are falling through your fingers and anything of that nature um, what was it that uh, that really got you in the motion of all the cold calls and all of the door-to-door sales and when did that turn into something that you didn't have to do anymore so was it a month down the line where you started to receive calls inbound calls uh, for your service or was it something um, was it something that you had to start hiring people to go and do? You know, these are some questions that I, I had in mind. Um, I'd love to hear back from you, and uh, yeah, I hope I uh, hope we can speak soon. Thanks. All right, well, thank you, Tofik, for sending that in. I hope everyone out there will get some value out of what I say. First of all, so there's really two questions that he asked. 
number one, he asked me kind of what made me do phone uh, cold calling and door-to-door sales. Let me be very clear. When I first started my business, I did not do door-to-door sales. I did cold calling uh, in my in my first year. And so I also did traditional mail and web, like Google AdWords and YouTube video and all that stuff. Um, but what I think when what you're really asking, like, like when we talk about cold calling and door-to-door, it's like the cheapest way of getting in front of your customer. As far as customer acquisition, it's the lowest. And also, it's really like a grind. Usually, people think of cold calling and door-to-door sales when, when you're first starting your business because you really don't have any money for traditional advertising. And it's just the grinder that does that. And so that's what I had to do the first first year. And so, so the first question was... Um, what made me do that? And to be honest, it was just like I was hungry. I was I wanted I knew what I wanted. I knew what we needed to do to hit the the growth trajectory trajectory that I was wanting to get on with the business. And I, I'm assuming, of course, that you're talking about the landscaping business. I've never done cold calls for consulting and podcasts and coursework. I I've never done that. But I'm talking about the landscaping service end of stuff. Um, I hired that out. I actually hired my sister to do that. And I did a couple different pay structures with her. One was by hourly. The other one was by the lead. And she ended up making like $40 an hour if I was if I was giving her money by the lead. So I ended up like, hey, we, we got to change this round. <laughs> and so and she was only like 16 at the time. So, uh, so that was what now? A year and a half ago. And, and... It's funny because right now, as I'm recording this, I just got a text from my sister because I just talked to her about doing it again next spring. So that's pretty funny. I literally, she just texted me back saying, sounds good on WhatsApp. <laughs> but, um, and, and I'll explain what I'm talking about right now. Um, but yes, yeah, so this is this is 2015 at the very beginning of the year. So this is almost like a year and a half, almost two years ago when I really focused on cold calling. The reason I didn't focus it so much on this year was because I was training people. Uh, right when the, the, cause really like for me, cold calling is really effective in our industry, March, April, kind of that window. Cause that's when people are starting to think about getting a new landscape contractor or getting a recurring service. And so in that time frame, 2015, we focused on a lot and that's how I went from $30,000 to $200,000 in sales in one year. Like from year over year, 2014 was 30,000, 2015 was 200,000, this year was 550,000 ish. And so the difference going from the 30 to the 200, the big jump there and really actually becoming a business of some sort, um, was cold calling. And I attribute a lot of that year's success to that. I think this year's success going from the 200 to the 550 was that we opened up a retail store. And so next year 2017 uh is going to kind of be a gr- uh, different type of growth for us because if you're listening to landscape business course podcast you realize you, you you've heard that we want to start open a, up another shop and that's going to be at the end of 2017 so 2017 is going to be a different year for us because i'm not going to have like a huge major growth driver like uh like we do with the retail store this year we're opening up another retail store hopefully end of 2017 so 2018 it'll really make a huge impact on the business i think it'll double the business revenue um at least and so uh that's cool but the the reason i didn't do it this year was not because it wasn't effective in 2015 i didn't do it this year because 
in that window of March, April, I hired an office manager and it was my first office manager and I had to train her how to do all the things I had been doing for so long, like invoicing, answering calls, emails, estimates, uh, communication with customers, figuring out pricing information and like getting that knowledge in there. It was also our first spring for doing the material delivery. So figuring out like dump truck logistics and like what type of materials we're going to have in our supply chain and uh, all that stuff. That was also this spring. And so that's the reason we didn't do it this year. Uh, and we also had hired other people too. Uh, when one, two people were this spring in that window, that March, April, one two more people that I was hiring. So I had to train them and all of that. So that's just gets really busy and of course that was two full-timers and we had a couple more part-timers on the weekends for big jobs and so it was just getting really really busy and so I didn't do any cold calling because really I didn't want to grow that fast and I felt it would jeopardize the business if we did that so um for you listening live you're gonna have to pardon me because I have to go close my door because my parents are coming home That's what you call live. Ugh. So, so that's that's the reason why I didn't do it, uh, do the cold calling in 2016. 2017, like I just said, my sister, I was texting her, we're going to do it again. Uh, we're going to do cold calling again. Now, you asked why did I do cold calling? Because I was hungry and I knew what I wanted and I was willing to just grind. Whether I was cold calling or my sister or whoever, it's the lowest customer acquisition and if you're going to get really dirty or like really if you're really going to go after it that's a great way to do it if you're willing to risk your your comfort because it's not comfortable cold calling it's not comfortable knocking on doors but it is low customer acquisition is a great way to get started so uh that's that um and then yes well why when and why did you stop like i said we haven't really stopped but there is a certain point where you want your brand to transition away from that and so now this entire year really we didn't do a whole lot of advertising we didn't almost all of our marketing was because we had the new shop and so it's more inbound marketing where people are coming to us giving us phone calls and that was sort of the way we got all of our jobs and all of our our like our we didn't really do a whole lot of outbound marketing like mailers this year I think we did one and that was just to advertise the material end of our business um and then i did some facebook ads late in the year didn't wasn't huge though it was just for fall cleanups and stuff so it wasn't like marketing this year was low because we had the retail store and i think as your business grows like if for most people if they just wanted to like kind of staff the business sit back and take 200 grand a year 150 200 grand a year in salary they would just stop where i'm at right now and not do any more marketing and just continue that where people are calling in and generate the revenue that we're doing now and just stay at five, six, seven hundred thousand dollars a year. Um, but obviously, I'm wanting to put money back in to grow. So that's why next spring we are going to do cold calling, maybe do some mailers, but I think I'm going to really focus on cold calling March, April of next year. So that answers that question to Feek. Now, Tufik asked this question over on LinkedIn. You can connect with me on LinkedIn if you like. He sent me this question. Um, Actually, it's not so much a question as a business plan, kind of business idea that he had, and he wanted to run it by me. So I'm going to read it to you just as he wrote it to me on LinkedIn. 
and uh, we'll see how this goes. And then I will, you're not going to be able to get this in the live part, but if you listen to the podcast, you'll see, you'll listen to my response. A lot of times if you guys ask me questions, I will send you audio responses back uh, just because I can do it on my phone as I'm driving and things and then send it back to you. So I will send, I will put that on the podcast and you can get my exact um, response that I sent to Tafik on reverse engineering the customer experience to get to know what they want. So here's the question that he asked on LinkedIn. Okay, so first of all, he asked me, Hi Mike, it's me, Tufik, the same Tufik that you sent you your latest voice message question. All right, so he says, uh, also, he just says, hey, I have, he, he has a painting services business and he has a revolutionary step that he wants to share with me. So I was like, okay, cool, yeah, like let's, you know, go for it. So he's like, okay, awesome. So as you know, I'm contemplating a strategic business plan that if pursued, I think could be truly something unique. So consultations, I think what he means here is really estimates. Um, for people in the service-based businesses like lawn care, landscaping, but for him it's painting. So consultations have always been a sort of annoyance that nobody seems to really talk about. The concept is pretty simple but funny considering I cannot find it anywhere. I want to create a painting service with no consultations, limited to only walls, ceilings, and trim around doors, windows, etc. It would be online. There will be set prices adjusted based on the size of the walls. People would be able to send in pictures of the job with the detailed descriptions. We would then respond through email with a quote on the job. This could completely eliminate consultations and on-site quotes, even if they are free. It becomes effortless for the customer to repaint their rooms. I understand that in the lawn care and landscaping business, you need to come out and analyze the job properly. However, if we can limit the company work, keep the value of the work high so that our prices can maintain maintain average. I honestly believe it could be a mainstream could be mainstream based on its easy to use platform, so on and so forth. So let me know what you think. I'm eager to hear your input. Hi Tufik, this is Mike Andy's Business Bootcamp Podcast. Uh, I'm actually just in my truck waiting for my uh, windshield to defrost because it's super cold here where I'm at and we had a bunch of snow last night. So I had some time here. I'm answering some of uh questions that come on the podcast and I like to do those via audio so it doesn't take too long so um I read your question your uh your uh uh LinkedIn message you sent me so thanks for that and so I I always just you know give me a straight honest opinion on these things and it's just my opinion so someone else might tell you different and they might be right but this is just my opinion so um the only thing is this is the problem um that I would see with the, the business model is that other people give free estimates for painting. So from the consumer standpoint, if you take their standpoint, why would they um, like take pictures, give a really detailed description, send that to you, when they could just call some other contractor and he's going he's gonna to meet them, not charge them, spend five, ten minutes and give them a quote, you know? So that's the only problem. Like for you, it's easier. And for you, it's going to help your bottom line. And... Because you don't have to go out there and give estimates, you actually could probably do the jobs for less. The problem I see, though, is that the amount of effort it's going to take for the consumer. They're going to have to measure either A, measure walls, or two, send pictures and descriptions and all of that. Um, and so I just... And, and So, yeah, I don't know. You could dig into, too, like what type of customers are going to be doing that. I would imagine the people that spend that much time and would measure and do all that are going to kind of be a little bit finicky with their painting, but I don't know that. Um, that's just kind of my inclination from what we've uh, done with our lawn care and landscaping. There's certain customers that 
certain things they do kind of just throw off red flags that you know they're going to be a certain way. Um, I'm not saying that that is the way it would be for the model, but um, things like that can come into play. And so I think the only thing I can think of, it's a great idea, and I think it's a great, it has merit because it's going to save you time, and you'll be able to take that time that you would usually spend on estimating and reduce the price, thereby becoming more competitive in the marketplace. However, like I said, uh, the person who is going to spend that much, like a couple hours probably to take pictures, detailed descriptions, measurements, all that stuff, back and forth on an email a few times to get a quote, uh, it's few and far between because they know they could call. And the thing too is for them, the thing of on their end, they don't know if you're going to be the best price. So um, they don't want to risk wasting a couple hours and then finding out you're not the lowest price. And so I think I think you might be attracting some of like the, the discount shoppers by having that service, but it's a good idea, I think. I still think it has merit. I'm just saying there are going to be some uh, things that you might have to try to tweak it or change it or some, do something so that uh, the customer isn't spending very much time in getting that estimate. If you can somehow make it where within 20 minutes they can get all their stuff done, sent to you, and have an estimate, and have an algorithm that actually spits out a number back at them, that's interesting. I really think that's interesting um, because then they, then you are able to get an estimate to somebody before anyone else possibly can. Then you start adding value, which means then you don't have to compete as much on price. So that's my opinion, and I hope it helps somewhat and kind of shapes that for you. All right, thanks, Tafik. Thanks for listening to the podcast. Have a great day. And then he just replied back and said, uh, this, is what, this is what gets me excited. He replied back, Tafik uh, replied back to me and said, Thank you so much for the advice, Mike. A lot of what you said was eye-opening to me and some I've been pondering throughout the process. I plan on creating algorithmic process for the consumer to easily get their pricing almost instantly, maybe through company app or who knows. But again, thanks a bunch, man, and I'll stay tuned. So thank you so much to for sharing the idea and allowing it to me, me to share it with the podcast. Just so you know, I don't, if you guys share me with your, your ideas, I do ask you if I can share you share it with the podcast and with the community. If you, if it's like a new business idea, I do just I just ask you because this is the whole point. If I ask you and you say no, I'm like, okay, whatever. I won't share it with a podcast. However, ideas are a dime a dozen. It's all about execution. So if you have an idea and you think that, oh, I can't tell anyone and I need to have people to sign NDA, non-disclosure agreements and stuff like that, investors will get kind of ticked off at you and it doesn't make money. Ideas don't make money. So that's just my two cents worth. So Thank you, Tufik, for sending both those questions. Well, the one question and the business idea. I hope someone out there learned something. Really, it comes down to that you need to reverse engineer your customer. You need to figure out what they want. And this is the thing. The one thing everyone has is time. And so I think 90% of the businesses that can be created are saving. Like Uber, it saves time. Airbnb saves time. Like all these things save time. And so I think regardless of what industry you're in, if you can figure out how to save time and you can think, what does the customer want? And the customer, all they're thinking about is, how can I create more time to do the things I want to do? And if you can keep that in mind, that that's what they're thinking about. Like, think of your, look at your business, look at your service, look at your product, look at your website from the point of a customer and think the way they would think. What do they want? They want more time. What do they want? 
Oh, a good price. What do they want? Oh, they want quality. Oh, what do they want? Just keep asking your that question. What do they want? Step inside their shoes. Reverse engineer your sales process. Too many times people are thinking about like, what can I get? Like, how can I get this sale? How can I make more money? And you know exactly what your projections are for your business and what you want out of your business, how much money you want out of the sale, but you forget to look at it from the customer's point of view and ask, what do I want? Like, what does the customer want? If you can figure that out, the sale will happen and if sales are happening, you'll get to your projections and what you want. But too many times people go into a sale, as a salesperson, they go into a sale thinking about what they want, what they what numbers they need to hit for to hit their annual revenue, what they numbers, you know, all about them what they want out of the, out of the transaction. If you can focus like on providing value, that stuff will take care of itself. It's like what, what I do with the podcast. For 2 years I shared a bunch of free content, not worrying about making money and all and like now I don't either. Like and so when it comes to actually when I do ask for a transaction whether it be for the landscape business course or for the book and things like that, well now the book is free. But uh, or, or for uh, consulting and things, people are they're so willing to do that and they, they have no problem doing it. And a lot of times they'll offer me to pay for like, things like consulting and I don't even have a price tag on it because they're 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 just wrapped up and they're so impressed with the value of free information that I offer because I'm concerned about them so much that they in return don't mind. They obviously see you need I need money and to live and to grow the business and things. So that just comes as a result of stepping into their shoes. What do they want? They want their answers questions answered quickly. So like when people ask me questions, I try to get back to them as soon as possible. I try to be really personal. I do voice notes and videos to make sure like people know it's actually me and not some you know, VA on this other side of the world, virtual assistant. Um, and so like that's providing value, no cost, not trying to push people into like a sales funnel and things like that. Um, I don't do that. And so that's creating value. And if I, if you reverse engineer your consumers of your content, of your products, of your services and see what they want and do that, your goals, your aspirations, what you want out of the transaction will eventually probably take place if you've created a value with them and then they in return have created a relationship with you and also want to reciprocate that value. It's not complicated. It's super simple. Reverse engineer the sales process and think like your customer. This is Mike Annies on the Business Bootcamp Podcast signing off.